I was just going to say, I mean, I think this is probably the best time to be reflecting on what your purpose is because there is so much, there's been a shift where there's an embrace of people's realness and there's an appreciation for authenticity and empathy and where each of us sit. And I completely agree with the other two ladies, you know, if you can share what the real behind the scenes looks like in a career path, how it feels that it's not perfect, I think that'll help others. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Hello, everyone. It is so great to have you here for our second Impact Gathering panel, What Is Your Purpose? This is a webinar series brought to you by Mama Got Skills and Impact Boom to facilitate candid conversations with purpose-led women. We would like to start by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land in which we gather today. In Brisbane, that's the Turrbal and Yagara people. We recognise that these have always been places of learning, teaching and sharing, and we pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. My name is Carly Dole and I'm the founder of Mama Got Skills, an impact-led initiative that works to provide creative outlets to address postnatal anxiety and depression. I'm curious to know how women make the business world work for them, especially when impact is at the forefront of why they do what they do. I think it is so important to have meaningful conversations with female entrepreneurs in order to recognize, adapt and grow a more holistic way of working and living. And today is all about purpose. What is it? How do you find it? And how do you make it work in business? Purpose is what gets you up in the morning. So let's find out more about it. So today we're going to start with a 40 minute panel conversation. And I would kindly ask that you leave your videos and sound off during that time. This will be followed by 20 minutes of a Q&A where you can speak to the panelists. Throughout today's webinar, we'll open up the chat bar and invite you to leave questions and your own comments around this topic. So let's begin. It, was, it is with great pleasure that I introduce you to our four incredible panelists today. Danielle Duell is the founder of C and CEO of People With Purpose, a consulting and leadership development company that helps businesses become sustainably competitive and impactful by developing purpose-led strategies and purposeful leaders. Welcome, Danielle. Thanks, Carly. Hi, everyone. It's great to be here. Great. Pip Forbes is a former presenter on two of Network 10's national children's shows, Totally Wild and Toaster TV. In 2014, Pip launched Juice TV, an in-house entertainment program for the children's hospital with the mantra made by the kids for the kids. Welcome, Pip. Howdy. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us today. We've got Holly Tattersall, who is a recruitment and future of work specialist and founder and CEO of two organizations, Women in Digital and Digital Talent Co. So welcome everyone. So great to speak with you all. We might start by hearing from each of you a little bit more about your journey to where you are now and the many hats that you must wear in your careers following your purpose. So Danielle, can we start with you? Can you tell us a bit more about your background? Yeah, certainly. Well, I guess in the context of today's event, 
you were curious about what role gender has played in my purpose. And I guess I was raised to believe I could do anything regardless of my gender, even though I was raised in quite a traditional quite a traditional home where the father was the breadwinner, my mother's role was to take care of my dad and my siblings and I and the home. And my parents each gave me lots of opportunities. From the age of six, my dad would let me go to work with him on the job site. He was a builder where I got to help clean up the site and pass him nails and bits of timber. When he later moved into a large building company, I did work experience there working in the office and sitting in on meetings with him. But similarly, I also had a really strong feminine influence from my mum who taught me how to make beautiful meals and host dinner parties and grow veggies and clean the house well and take care of the people that I love. So when it comes to purpose and my identity, I guess in many ways, being female isn't something that I would make the top five words that I would use to describe myself. And I think this is partly because of my upbringing and having been encouraged to develop empathy for and capacity in what we would maybe consider both female and male attributes and roles. And I'm really grateful for that. And in fact, when preparing for this event, I reflected on a book that I was given for my fifth birthday back in 1980. So I'm date stamping myself. And this is the book. I don't know if anyone else um, had this as one of their bedtime stories as a, as a kid. But essentially, it's he bear, she bear, and I'll put the link in the chat later. It basically says, you know, regardless of your gender, you can do whatever. You know, your gender doesn't limit your career options. I guess coming back to purpose specifically, I first articulated my purpose in 2007, and that was at a really challenging time in my life when I got divorced, I had two little kids, I had to sell my business as part of that divorce, and I really had to reimagine what kind of life I wanted for myself and my children and who I wanted to be. So I think that was probably the first time I really thought about purpose explicitly in terms of writing it down. But it was also probably the first time I really thought about purpose in the context of gender, because at that time, whilst I was still a very career oriented person, being a mother was my primary role, which is largely a feminine role. And I guess going on from that, I think it's really important for personal purpose to align with the purpose of the organisation that you work in. And I can confidently say that's the case for me. My, my personal purpose, which I first articulated in 2007, is to positively contribute. And my business purpose is to equip business to improve the world. So hopefully it's obvious the alignment between those two. And later I'll put a link in the chat of what our company purpose means to me and, and our team. But from my personal purpose to positively contribute, I feel like that's something that I can choose to do in every action and interaction that I make. And hopefully even just by being here today, I'm making some kind of positive contribution to everyone here. So I guess back to your question a little bit about me and how does purpose and gender fit together in my story. I don't think that I've been guided by my gender to find my purpose or follow my purpose. I think it's been more about my life experiences and also the upbringing that I have had. And I think that's a wonderful opportunity for anyone who chooses to and is able to have children to bear that in mind in terms of the type of influence we can have on the people that we bring into the world. I think that's great, Danielle. And very much that point that once you understand your purpose, it's it goes into every area of your life. It's not just about your business. It's about how you move through this world. And I think that's 
I think that's really a, a great reminder for a lot of us. Thank you. It's yeah. Pip, would you like to tell us a bit about how purpose has led you to where you are? A bit of your yeah, background. Absolutely. Well, I think similarly to Danielle, when I grew up, I had parents and a broader family and friends that made me think that anything was possible. I was never limited about thinking about possible opportunities because of my gender. There was, as I was going through high school and I was thinking about what I wanted to be when I grow up, I wanted to be a race car driver. I wanted to be a DJ. I wanted to be a policewoman. There were so many things that I put on the table to discuss with my parents and they changed pretty much every week. But every week I was never met with, well, you're not going to be able to do that, darling, because you're a female. Mm. So I'm really grateful. And I think it's probably not until these last couple of years kind of finding myself within like the business world but also becoming a mother understanding just how important that was I, I never re really recognized that at the time it's really only more so recently and, and I still haven't quite defined exactly what my purpose is in the in the one or two sentences but my life has been more so led by what feels right and it's it's what has felt right has always, when I go back and reflect on what I've done, you see that purpose of serving others and making the lives of others better. Again, that was very clearly demonstrated to me from a young age with my parents working as teachers, my grandparents who were very community focused. And I often just saw every day what it was like to try and improve the lives of others and, and, and really help the community and those around you. So when it came to finishing school, I wasn't set on becoming the race car driver or the DJ or whatever else was on the cards. And so I, I went to uni and had a bit of a broad thing that I knew I wanted to work with people. I knew I wanted it to be positive. And a year and a half through my degree, I found myself getting the job at Channel 10, hosting the National Morning Kids cartoon show, which was kind of happened by chance or fluke or serendipitous and then I ended up staying at 10 for nine years had a lot of female managers around me which I think was excellent and something that I think a lot of people might find quite surprising in that industry lots of really great role models around me always had like I just put my hand up and would request opportunities and if I could kind of prove it and, and get that momentum going, I had the opportunity to follow through and make it a success if I could. And after being there for nine years, I came across a few really special kids from my years of volunteering at the Royal Children's Hospital that really just kind of ignited that flame that made me see that I could couple all of my production skills with this, I guess you can do anything or at least give it a crack. And if it doesn't work out, at least you've given it a try. Yeah, and I saw the opportunity to create some really positive experiences and positive memories in that hospital community. And now we have Juiced. Brilliant, Pip. That's a, <laughs> such a great story. And I love that. Is purpose intuitive or is mm. it something that is planned out? And so that's probably a good segue to go to Holly and Holly mm. to tell us a bit about how purpose has led you to where you are today. Well, thanks so much, Carly, for inviting me on. It's quite a pleasure to share my story. I have to say, similar to the other two ladies, I had a very traditional kind of upbringing. Mum was stay at home. Dad was the provider. I'm a little bit embarrassed to say I actually told my parents that I was just going to find a sugar daddy and I didn't have any ambitions to work, <laughs> which is so far from where I am today. I, I guess now I'm absolutely in love with my career and I love, love following my passion. But I was always told that anything was possible and that I should absolutely not be finding a sugar daddy. I should be pursuing my own career. I, I guess, you know, through my high school years, I really struggled to find what my career, what I wanted my career to be. 
So I spent a lot of time reflecting on that and wish that I'd had something like I wanted to be a doctor or a vet or something. Instead, you know, I got to the end of school and realized I actually don't, I really don't know what I want to be. And so my, my parents really encouraged me to study business and figure it out later. And while I was studying business, I guess I discovered that I had a real a passion for HR and really enjoyed enjoyed that. So I guess, you know, it was a real observation phase where I was going, okay, what do I like? What don't I like? After I finished uni, I went backpacking with a group of friends and kind of serendipitously ended up, I guess, falling in love with Colombia, the country and starting a company there. And it was a really enjoyable time where I guess I found my passion and my purpose for small business and crafting my own way. And I guess after a couple of years, I came back to Australia and discovered that, you know, a HR degree and this Colombian experience really found me sort of, I guess, scrapping around to find what my next career move would be. So I ended up falling into a recruitment role. And in that, I think that's been the most pivotal role for me in my career where I've realized really love helping people with their careers. And when I was struggling with my own, I guess, personal career path and meeting so many young women who really struggled with theirs, I had a passion and a purpose around helping them with mentoring or connecting with other young women and find helping them to discover their career pathway. So I guess that's where I started Women in Digital. And I guess the rest is history. You know, it's that's that guiding light. I always wanted to help other people avoid that struggle and that challenge that I had and help them discover technology career pathways. Thanks, Holly. And yeah, it's like, it's kind of, does our purpose come out of our own struggle? And like, is that, you know, we find a path ourselves and then that's how we end up in mine. It was, I would never have known that I was going to start something with mothers until I went through that experience. So yeah, I, that resonates a lot. Pip, we might, I just want to check in, catch up with something about this. So once you found your purpose, like you, you were kind of in television and then you saw that there were these children and you resonated with them and they're in hospital and that kind of thing. And, and once that purpose kind of aligned for you did it fall into place as easily as you expected I know like this is a bit off the cuff but like Mm. and and I'd like to ask other the other women this too like just because you found your purpose is it easy I think it fell into place or the purpose it was so clear to me and I felt so strongly what it was and thank goodness it did because it did not come easily because if I hadn't have had such a strong need to try and improve the lives of these patients and families in hospital. There were so many roadblocks. I hadn't actually finished uni. I hadn't done a business degree. I didn't know about accounting. All I could visualise in my head was the impact of the kids when they're filming the program or watching it and seeing other kids who are just like them and they no longer feel as isolated or as lonely. So, yeah, it didn't fall into place, but it was the key driver that helped me kind of get over every roadblock or seek to find because otherwise it could have been really easy to really get deterred and just kind of think, well, this is just a little bit too hard. And knowing, I guess, at the end of the day, everything is just such a huge learning journey, whether it was going to be directly applied to what I was learning with Juiced. It was a, it was a real intellectual journey of learning, but also a huge personal journey as well. And I've definitely learned so much about myself and wouldn't even probably recognize who I was back then when I started it. Yeah. but And so can I build on that one thing is what would be your main key learning to take away so far? I know there's lots, yes. but like if we, I guess we're trying to help other women understand that 
just because you find your purpose, it doesn't necessarily mean it's easy. Yeah. I wrote a little list and I'll just try and pick two for you. One is definitely lean on those around you or seek the advice and, and the knowledge that you don't have. I think we've heard it so many times and I'm sure Holly and Danielle, you would have heard it that, you know, we always feel like we, as women, we need to tick all the boxes before we can apply for the job, before we can undertake something. So if you kind of know that outcome and you've got that purpose, find the people to help you get there. But you need to be the one that takes responsibility for that journey. You're igniting that flame and you need to be the one that is going to continue it. And if someone drops, someone says they're going to help you and they drop off the radar, you need to keep following that flame and really owning the fact that you set out on this journey. And the other thing would be think really critically about what you're doing. I'm a very naturally task-based person. I'd much rather vacuum and wipe up the kitchen table than fix the clothesline that's broken or something like that. So think really criti critically about what you're doing, why you're doing it, what are you trying to solve or what are you trying to improve? And that'll help you continue to advance on kind of the bigger picture and ticking off the, the bigger priority action pieces instead of the smaller task-based things that you might be more inclined to do or fix. Thank you. That's great. Danielle, can you build on that? I mean, you work with people and their purpose all the time. What are, what are the kind of the main issues that they're coming up against in terms of living out this purpose that's supposedly so clear? Well, I think sometimes the hardest part is getting to that point of clarity. And that requires a lot of self-reflection and it does require some life experience. So, yeah, I, and I think we all have varying degrees of comfort with sitting in the silence with ourselves and getting comfortable and practicing that self-reflection and, and really asking yourself, you know, what is important to me? What impact do I want to have in my life? What are my values? What ticks me off? What distracts me from the things that are important to me? I think those are, those are challenges. But in a practical sense, I think listening to Pip's story, it's being focused on the outcome and flexible with the method, you know. So if you have a really clear purpose, then it's about achieving that, realising that, living in that, living in alignment with that. But how you get there may not be as linear as you would hope and being comfortable with that and taking the learnings from that along the way. And, and one thing that, you know, when I first articulated my purpose back in 2007, I was stripped bare. I'd gone from being a business owner, a homeowner, someone's wife to unemployed, homeless, starting from scratch with two little boys. And so I literally stuck my purpose statement and a, a sort of one paper that articulated in more detail on my shower so that it was con I was constantly seeing that twice a day to help me actually construct the life that I wanted. So I'd imagined it in my mind, but I hadn't yet manifested it out in the world. So it sounds a little bit airy-fairy, but when I then went on to make choices about career, about where to live, about where to send the kids to school, about who to date, all of those things, I could ask myself, well, will this choice bring me closer to or further away from my purpose? And so, you know, we can use our filter as a first, uh, use our purpose as a first filter for decision making. And then it actually helps you become highly effective in life because you don't even have to think through things as, as long and hard because you've already done that thinking about the most important stuff. One little hack I'd love to share. So every year before I celebrate New Year, I make sure I refresh my purpose statement. 
and I have like a one-page plan for the year with my goals and I also have all my values written out. So I don't let myself celebrate New Year until I've just refreshed that. And it's usually only a few words that change, although I was just saying to the girls beforehand, my youngest son finishes high school this year, so that's a whole new era for me next year. But one thing I've done this year that I found really helpful is I've actually read out loud my purpose statement and my values and my goals and recorded them on my iPhone. And so in the mornings when I do my morning run or walk, I actually play them sort of first thing to myself. And it's really affirming and helping me to stay focused, even more focused on what's important to me and hearing that in my own voice, like there's certain parts of what I've written that are really emotional and I sort of just a bit emotional in my voice and so every morning I kind of connect back to that emotion that I found that really helpful so thought I might share. I think that's super helpful and it really resonates you might not know the destination but if you know why you know and you have that purpose then yeah things totally understand that's really cool. Could I say one more thing if that's all right I think one thing to understand with purpose is that it is the why it's not the how And so what's great about that is that your purpose can endure over time because it's the reason that's driving you, but how you fulfill it can change. And that then gives you flexibility to bring that purpose to life in different roles, different stages of your life. And from a business point of view, as an example, our purpose is to equip business to improve the world. That's our why. We want to equip business. We want to improve the world. How we do that right now is helping them develop purpose-led strategies and purposeful leaders. But how we do that in 10 years' time might be completely different if if those tools that we've developed become ubiquitous, hopefully. So that gives flexibility to us as a business to evolve, even though that purpose, I imagine, will live on hopefully after I'm gone too. And it's the same for our personal purpose too, that if you can think about it at a high enough level, then it gives you a lot of flexibility on how you bring that into life. I think that's that's great advice. Holly, can you build on that? Like this idea of what happens, like do you stray from your purpose? How have you <laughs> stayed on track with your purpose throughout yeah. your career so far? I was going to pop in and comment on this. I mean, I think it's really easy to get discouraged along the way. You know, life can become a bit of a roller coaster and you have things that don't quite go your way. You know, you have this You sit down and you define what your purpose is and you get really excited about what you're going to achieve and then you kind of get out into the real world and you have all these setbacks and it's so easy to go, oh, this is too hard. And the number of times that I've just kind of felt really overwhelmed and gone, I just can't, I can't be bothered, this is too hard. But I guess in me is this real tenacity to just get up the next day and fight again. But I think where that comes from is like Danielle, I mean, every single morning I'll reflect on my purpose and what I'm doing and what I'm trying to achieve. So I guess it's coming back to that why. And then once a week I'll reflect on what went well, what didn't go well and what I'm going to do differently. And I think by at least stopping and going what went well, I think you reaffirm or you reassure yourself that you are pushing in the right direction and it's celebrating the smallest wins, the absolute smallest wins, you know, every an email from somebody, a good call, a I guess, you know, changing something small in your business or the way you live. For me, I know it's, you know, the mornings that I don't get up and walk, I feel really groggy. So it's celebrating the fact that I got up to walk this morning. I think, you know, that positive mindset and that internal cheerleader is something that helps you kind of prevent that fatigue and keep you going in the right direction towards your purpose and your vision. You know, I I definitely agree with Pip's point around bringing the right people around you as well. It's a very lonely journey if you don't have like-minded people who are really invested in your success. So I'd say those are the two things that would stop you from kind of giving up and, and getting too overwhelmed on your journey. 
Yeah, great. Love, love all this advice. I think it's really helpful because there is a lot of there's a lot of women and men who really struggle with purpose. It's if it's something that you've just always understood or you've come to this like belief, it's it's so empowering, right? Once you know it. But it's also so confusing for such a long time when you are searching. So I think these little things are really helpful for people who are kind of on that journey and, you know, are evolving. So I was going to actually ask you, Holly, something else, if that's okay. We're not, oh, yeah. we're not spreading it properly, but here we go. <laughs> so you work to recruit women for careers in digital. So I wanted to know what are some of the barriers that you often see for women who feel that their purpose lies in what is traditionally considered like a male-dominated kind of industry? Yeah. So there are so many different perspectives on this. So yeah, like you say, I just want to share my my own personal perspective and what we've seen. It really starts at a very young age when I think individuals define or young girls define what their career purpose is. It's about those role models that you see, whether or not you believe that you can become something that's not traditionally shown. You know, you can't be what you can't see. So, you know, for us in, in our recruitment, we work with a number of technology companies to help them find young female graduates in techno- technological fields because they really, you know, they really want to improve the diversity at their company. And when speaking to those sort of engineering or computer science grads, they're sort of one in five would be female. And it's really interesting with numbers are already stacked against them. And we find that, you know, 50% of those women within that field are saying, actually, this might not be for me because, you know, those those guys, they're so competitive. They're kind of programmers. They're really like, I'm the best coder. And they can't relate to that. Mm. So because they can't see other young women like them who are maybe more collaborative and softer in their approach to being in a technological field, they kind of opt out and they push towards other areas where they see other women kind of thriving in their career. So it's, yeah, it is really interesting. I would say it's surprisingly important to to foster more diversity and more women into technological fields. Yeah, thanks, Holly. And I guess each of you has, whether you like it or not, kind of become a role model for, you know, women in business and aspiring to have purpose. Does that sit comfortably with you or like are you okay with taking that on I know some people get very like nervous like oh I'm just doing my thing I don't I don't want to be any kind of role model for somebody else any anyone feel Holly you start I would say it has been it definitely has been in the past where I felt like I was out of my depth and being a role model for other young women and I, I guess as I've gotten older and you know connected with more women and gained that confidence in being a role model or a leader the more women you speak to and you go, oh, I don't really have anything to offer. And they go, this was amazing. Thank you so much. And you go, okay, I really am adding value and I'm happy to keep doing that. So I guess it's an evolution of where I've been at and, you know, I'm sure other people can relate to that. Pip, how do you feel being a role model? I feel like if it is inspiring people and giving people positivity and, and making them want to be able to make a positive change or a positive contribution to community, then that's excellent. I think my hesitation or where I start to feel a little bit queasy about it is that thought of being a role model is thinking that, you, that you're perfect and you always get it right. So, so long as you've got the opportunity to be able to share with people that you don't always get it right and you do ride the highs and lows of emotion and you don't always stay on track. And 
I, I, you know, I think it's more and more we're trying to kind of find this reality of the world and, and being really transparent on what goes on behind the scenes. And I think having the opportunity to be able to shed light on that, to be able to make it a, real, a more realistic journey for people to be able to embark on if they wanted to start their own organisation or, or seek to find their purpose then they're not going to be so surprised if something doesn't go right or if they wake up one day feeling really unmotivated. So I think, yeah, that's that's a really a key part of it for me. And then if you can be realistic and honest about it and if I, if I know that I've been honest in what I've spoken about, then I'm very privileged to be in the position to be a role model. Yeah. I read a quote recently that said, so now you're not perfect, you can focus on being real. And I think mm. that's what that's what we're like, I'm coming to this understanding now and speaking to so many amazing women that real is the real role model here. This is what people want. They don't want perfection because it's not obtainable. But Danielle, do you have anything to add on being a role model? Well, it's not a goal of mine to be a role model. To me, it's all about positively contributing. And I was just saying this morning, I got a LinkedIn message from someone that I had mentored previously. And he said, he told me how he'd quit his job after doing one of my purposeful career planning workshops and thanked me for, this was a few months ago, so things are going well. And he thanked me for helping him find the courage to act. And I think people can learn from my life well and good, but it's not a one size fits all. And I think, yeah, I'd just rather make a positive contribution. And, and I think one of my other coaching clients said once that I helped him to be a better version of himself without changing who he was. And to me, that's quite rewarding because I don't want to impose my way of seeing the world on anyone, but I do want to help people to be the best version of them that they can and, and to have the clarity and courage to do that. But it's, I mean, it, it is important. I think Holly used that phrase, to be it, it helps to see it. Not everyone has the imagination of what is possible and then not everyone has the courage. So if you can see someone else who's as real as you, as flawed as you, struggling with getting <laughs> their kids to school and making or fighting with their partner or caring for a sick parent or all that other stuff that everyone has going on as a real person, then it does help us, I guess, gain that inner confidence that, yeah, maybe I could do that too. Yeah. Holly? I was just going to say, I mean, I think this is probably the best time to be reflecting on what your purpose is because there is so much, there's been a shift where there's an embrace of people's realness and there's an appreciation for authenticity and empathy and where each of us sit. And I completely agree with the other two ladies, you know, if you can share what the real behind the scenes looks like in a career path, how it feels that it's not perfect, I think that'll help others to find their find their purpose because they know that, you know, just because their perfect pursuit of this one particular career path or that starting a business hasn't been perfect, that's okay. It doesn't mean your purpose is flawed or that that's not for you. It just means that that's the reality. It's not quite as glossy and perfect as it might have seemed at the outset. Yeah, and I think I think that's a nice way to kind of round this off with advice you have for anyone that's kind of searching for their purpose, but particularly women as this is our focus. So, Pip, would you like to start? Yes, I think definitely like having the patience, like it's not 
finding your purpose is not like finishing an essay or an assignment. So I think having the patience and not putting a time frame on yourself to be able to come up with what it is. If you're struggling to write it down in a couple of sentences, sum up what it feels like for you when you are in flow with that purpose and use something that actually like reflects really well for you. Danielle, I love the idea of putting that up and having that reminder and recording yourself to remind yourself every day what that purpose is. And also having the flexibility to know that you might have this underlying purpose, but it will change as you grow and as you get that life experience that you were talking about, Danielle, and as you come into different roles within your lives, like when I became a mother, everything changed. And I kind of, they often say like, oh, when a baby's born, the mum's reborn as well. And you're like, oh yeah, but then you're in it and you're like, wow, who am I? What am I? How do I balance this? If I if I'm thinking about my son more during the day, does that mean I'm off track from what I'm trying to achieve within my business? And so I think having the flexibility to also look at that purpose within the the variety of roles that you have in your life as well could be something that just gives you a little bit more compassion and an understanding when trying to to have a look at like what glasses you're going to be wearing each day and just to be really forgiving of yourself. Yeah, thanks Pip. Danielle, advice to find your purpose? Well, I think One of the things that really helped me was an exercise in the Stephen Covey book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, that I read a long time ago. And he said, if you kind of imagine yourself at your own funeral, what would you like people to read out about you and your life in your eulogy? So I guess building on what Pip said there, just let the thoughts flow. What would you look back on fondly in your life that you'd be most proud of? Who would you want at your funeral? And what would each of them say about you from the different hats that you wear? And see what comes up for you. And yeah, just refine it. And it took me six months to find my purpose. And that was at a really a critical change point in my life. Some people can do it really quickly if they've been kind of living authentically for a while and it's just about incremental improvement and actually articulating that. But yeah, I think, yeah, begin with the end in mind. And actually, Holly and I are collaborating at with the intersection of recruitment and purpose-led strategy. We're hosting an event later in the month, literally on this topic, calling it Purposeful Possibilities. And it's to help people who have been looking at their life differently through the pandemic, either by choice or by force, and helping them to kind of gain a bit more clarity around what their purpose is and what the implications of that might be for how they design their career and, and their life. So I might find the link and put that in there as well we'd love to see you there and hopefully that anyone that's purpose curious (laughs) yeah purpose curious is great we'll put we'll put it in the chat for sure and we'll put it up in the article holly your final takeaway for purpose yeah look i would say don't beat yourself up if you're not sure what your purpose is and it's taking a while to discover that i mean i think everybody discovers that at a different rate and for me it took years and you know I'm still discovering it every single day as I evolve in my business and personal journey even 12 months ago I think you know my perspectives and my values and my purpose was different so kind of it goes on a continuum and I guess you know from a really like practical perspective I would say if you're not sure maybe reflect on your day and think about when were you in flow what drained you what gave you energy I found that to be a really effective exercise in me finding my purpose or my role in my business there were some things that just absolutely sapped me and I knew immediately that I needed to stop doing those things and other things that just drove me and made me feel like I was 
I guess, fulfilling my purpose and growing my business that was all around empowering women in their careers. So I'd say that if you're able to step back and think about what it is that gives you energy and and helps you kind of thrive in your day to day. Thank you. It, I just, I'm, it's been a really great kind of panel today. I feel like I want to go away and like rethink about what's going on in my life. So thank you so much for sharing your deep experience and purpose with us, ladies. If we can join in with a virtual round of applause for our incredible panelists. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.